This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. It's Berg Steeler fans. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Ride. I'm your host, Jeff Hartman, here for your Monday, Wednesday, Friday Steelers fix. It's kind of what I feel like sometimes. It feels like I'm I'm your dealer, and you're here to get your fix. Uh, maybe it's of just Steelers content, but maybe it's just you enjoy my show, in which case you're a part of my ride-or-die crew. I just had someone the other day on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter, by the way, at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N, underscore P-I-T. And he said... I hope one day I can be a part of your ride or die crew. And this is legitimate. I said, well, you have to answer two questions. If it's the answer to both of these is yes, you're in. Do you never miss a show of let's ride? And do you bleed black and gold of the Pittsburgh Steelers? If those both are yes, congratulations. You're in the ride or die crew. I know a lot of you out there are super loyal and I really do appreciate it. And remember, it's not just about my show. It's about all of our shows. The BTSC podcast platform is growing. It is awesome. I really hope you take the time to check out some of these new shows that are debuting. I'm talking about Jeffrey Benedict's from the uh, cutting room floor. That's where he actually breaks down some film. It's in audio, so there's no visual, but it's really good stuff. You have to give it a chance. You have the war room with Matty Peverell, the Steelers fantasy football fix with Jeremy Betts, the Ohioans with the, um, the it's over the weekend the power half hour where they power rank stuff it's really funny it's a good show it's just a light-hearted fun show and then we have coming up well we have what Ian's talking about and that's going to be exciting as these folks and I'm not going to really get into too much about that now you'll you'll learn more about it before it debuts they get into what everyone is talking about on Steelers Twitter and social media and this should be a really entertaining show why Steelers Twitter is exhausting it is absolutely positively exhausting there's no ifs ands or buts about it everything from mason rudolph talk to Dwayne haskins hype to uh trade rumors i feel like mr captain blue checkmark michael beck is like the captain of steelers twitter he is like literally driving fans to jumping off bridges or having these super high hopes that things are going to happen nonetheless i'm just joking around with michael beck uh, but still Steelers Twitter is what's going to be really the, the talking point for the, what Ian's talking about, and that's coming up. And then don't forget about all of our afternoon shows. I'm talking about the Steelers Preview, the Steelers Hangover, the Scobro Show, uh, Know Your Enemy. Uh, we have Tales from 2 a.m. We have the Touchdown Under, Friday Night with Tony. Just really, really great content. And it's anywhere where you get your podcast. All you have to do is search Steelers, Behind the Steel Curtain, and we are everywhere where you get podcasts. And when I say everywhere, I mean everywhere. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, Pandora, everywhere. And remember that our podcast platform is a part of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, which we hope is your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. So make sure you check it out early and often. We update it all the time, and you're going to want to check it out. 
That's all I got to say. You're going to want to check it out. It's not because I write a lot and Dave writes a lot and uh, obviously we oversee everything. Uh, you just, If you're a diehard Steeler fan, there's no other place you should rather be. So what are we talking about today? On Monday, we talked about Joe Schobert, rightfully so. What do we know? What, what don't we know? The knowns and unknowns. If you missed that show, go back and check it out. I thought it was a good one. But on today, this is weird. It's weird based on the fact that the last two preseason games have been on Thursday night. So for me, doing a show on Wednesday, it was all about preparing you, the listener, for that upcoming game in my own unique way. Now the game is not till Saturday night. So I have a whole show on Friday to be able to record and, and so I'm going to be able to prepare you for that then. So what, I want to, what do I want to do? What do I want to talk about today? The, the underlying theme here, and boy did practice on Tuesday really make me second guess a lot of stuff here, but I'll get into that. The title and the topic is how the Steelers should deploy their starters versus the Lions on Saturday. There's a lot to dig into this. A lot of people mainly those old-school Steeler fans that still view everything in the same lens that we're used to seeing it. And what I mean by that is you're looking at the lens and saying, well, here's the deal. It's the third preseason game. That is the dress, that's the dress rehearsal for the regular season. This is what you do in the third preseason game. You play your starters. But it's not that simple this year. It really isn't. It really is not that simple. Let's go over this. It's a unique situation, in my opinion, based on the fact that the Steelers and the Lions, who A, play each other in the regular season this year, and B, are going to be playing each other Saturday night, are in different phases of the preseason. The Steelers are going into their third game, the Lions only their second. Why does this even matter? It matters based on the fact that the Steelers in Game 3, you think of it as that's the time to have that final dress rehearsal. But for the Lions in Game 2, they only have three games. How are they going to handle this second preseason game? I don't know. I don't think anyone knows. I think every team is different. You have teams like the Chargers who have said that their stars, we're talking Austin Eckler, we're talking uh, Herbert, the quarterback, uh, Keenan Allen, they aren't playing at all. Not at all. Their coach basically said they aren't playing for the whole preseason. That's just one approach. That's just one approach. We have no idea what other teams are going to do. Look at the Philadelphia Eagles last Thursday night. Jalen Hurts played about two, I think, two drives. Their starting, you know, offensive line, defensive line played about the same. So Javon Hargrave, Fletcher Cox played about the same amount of time. And they were out. That was their first preseason action. So when you have this situation with the Steelers, it's easy to get lulled back into that four preseason mentality. Lulled back into the thought that this should be the game that the Steelers should have, you know, Ben Roethlisberger playing. This is the game that the Steelers should have all their starters playing. And then you let them rest in week four or that final game. I say week four, it's really only week three. That would be the Carolina game. But which game is it more appropriate to play more of your starters? Would it be this Saturday in week two of the NFL preseason or in week three versus Carolina when they go on the road next Saturday? I'm sorry, next Friday. It's not next Saturday. It's next Friday. That's that's not an easy question because remember this. Where that week four used to be, where that week four game used to be, they just eliminated the game 
but didn't truncate the schedule. They did not shorten the schedule. So when they did that, they said, we're going to take this game out, and we're going to give you a week off. Everyone's going to have an extra week. So if the Steelers decide, and Mike Tomlin has already said that he is going to play Ben Roethlisberger this Saturday. We don't know how long. I wouldn't expect him to play much. We'll get to that in a second. But for me, I'm also wondering if if his plan is to play Ben Roethlisberger on Saturday and then not play him on the following Friday. Then he has two weeks off before they play. That's three weeks before him playing. What does the playing this Saturday do then? I don't know. I'm not sure. This is kind of, uh, I guess you want to call it uncharted territory for the Pittsburgh Steelers and the fact that it's different. They still have four games, but it certainly is different in terms of time. So it's it's interesting to think about how they should do it. So I'm going to tell you, if I were the head coach, in which, by the way, if you listen to our show on Monday, my show on Monday, I, I gave my predictions for the players to be cut way off. Way off. Wasn't even close. Uh, come to think of it, I might have only gotten one guy right. Actually, I don't know if I got any players right. Yep, I just checked. I didn't get one single stinking player right. The players released Abdullah Anderson, defensive end, Steven Denmark, defensive back, wide receiver Isaiah McCoy, kicker Sam Sloman, and tackle Brandon Walton. I didn't get one stinking guy right. I don't know why you all listen to me. <laughs> and when it comes to predictions, and those of you that listened to me last season, you know that my picks for the NFL, at least early on, were atrocious. They were horrible. Absolutely horrible. You know what I'm going to say? Let, let's just, it's preseason. If I'm Mike Tomlin and I'm putting a plan together for this Saturday night, here is how I'm going. I'm going to go offense, defense, and special teams. And I'm going to say, okay. Here's how I'm going to deploy my starters. Now, keep in mind that if I were the head coach, I would have my starters also play next week. That extra week off is going to make me want to have them play in two contests, two exhibition games. So I'm going to have them play both. So keep that in mind when you're listening to this. I don't want you driving your car, slamming your fist against the steering wheel, saying, Jeff's an idiot. No, calm down. Calm yourself down. On offense, let's talk about tight ends and wide receivers. So we're talking about Eric Ebron, Pat Fryermuth, and this was the position that practice Tuesday really made me second-guess myself. Chase Claypool on the second-to-last play at training camp, he goes down with an, a lower body injury. He gets helped off the field by Ebron and Ben Roethlisberger, and everyone's kind of freaking out. I talked about Steelers Twitter earlier. Steelers Twitter is blowing up everyone's freaking out oh my gosh chase claypool's hurt oh my gosh oh my gosh what's going on come to find out all reports are currently at the time of this being recorded it's a lower ankle sprain and that's a good thing it's not a knee it's not a high ankle sprain it's a low ankle sprain uh chase claypool might miss this saturday he might miss next week friday but he should be good to go i would think by the time they get ready for week one when the games actually count so, but still, we're, I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to stick to the plan. If I'm the head coach, I'm saying that the tight ends and wide receivers are going to play up to one full quarter. Up to one full quarter. We've seen Juju Smith-Schuster. We've seen Deontay Johnson's play time, get some playing time. 
I want them to play more. I want them to play almost a full quarter, maybe even more. If, let's say, the offense has the ball at the end of the first quarter, maybe they're moving, they're putting a drive together, you're going to keep them out there in the second quarter. In terms of quarterbacks, I'm going to have Ben Roethlisberger play two drives. And unless it goes completely south or sideways, I'm going to stick to that and say you get two drives and then you're done. And why I'm going to have him play again next week. That's my plan, not Mike Tomlin's plan. That's my plan. So I'm going to have him play two drives in this game. And then after that, I'm actually going to have Dwayne Haskins play. And I'm going to give Dwayne Haskins the rest of the first half. Mason Rudolph can get the third and Dobbs can get the fourth. That's how I would play it. It's not going to happen that way, folks. I just hope from just preparing you for it, they're not going to do that. They're going to have Ben play probably about two drives. I think I might be right there. They'll probably bring in Rudolph after that, then Haskins, and then Dobbs. Running backs. Everyone wants to know Najee Harris. What's his workload going to be? I would say, just like the wide receivers, play him up to one quarter. And when people hear that, sometimes they think, boy, that's a lot of playing time. Not really. Not really. If you have a situation, think like the second half against Philadelphia. Pittsburgh dominated the play. They dictated everything, and the the defense wasn't even on the ball that much. They didn't even punt the ball. The Steelers did not punt the ball in the second half. So things can happen like that. So I want Najee Harris to get some quality repetitions. Why? The offensive line. That's the next category, the last one for the offense. I'm going to play the offensive line through Tuesday. Tuesday was the first time in training camp that from left to right, the projected five starters were out there. Chooks the core for left tackle, Kevin Dotson at left guard, Kendra Green at center, right guard Trey Turner, and right tackle Zach Banner. That was the first time on Tuesday. So they are going to play about one quarter, if not longer, when all five are together. And I'm probably going to keep Kendra Green into the second quarter regardless. Uh, I just want him to get more repetitions, get him more work, get him used to making calls and things of that nature. So let's go to the defensive side. On defense, the defensive line, similar to offense, is going to play up to a quarter. Cam Hayward doesn't necessarily need that. Tyson Alulu necessarily doesn't need that. Stefan Tuitt probably is not going to play at all. So you're going to mix and match there. But nonetheless, I'm going to have them play up to a quarter. Outside linebackers, I want them to play one full quarter. That includes Melvin Ingram. That includes Quincy Roche. That includes Jameer Jones, Alex Highsmith. One full quarter minimum. Inside linebackers, I want Schobert and Bush to get significant snaps next to one another for at least a quarter. At least a quarter. I don't care if they make mistakes. I don't care if Schobert's kind of out of out of sorts. Get them together and have them comfortable playing alongside one another. That's important, okay? Cornerbacks, now Joe Hayden hasn't played yet so far this preseason. I would have him play up to a quarter as well. Safety, getting Minka Fitzpatrick and Edmonds out there. Again, up to a quarter. That doesn't mean I want them to play a guaranteed quarter, but have them play up to a quarter. And keep in mind, I will say this again. I said it before I started this exercise. If you're sitting there, standing there, running, doing whatever you do when you listen to my show, if you're thinking, Jeff, that's not enough. It's not enough for Ben to just play two drives. It's not enough for the cornerbacks and the secondary to only play up to a quarter. Remember that in my plan, because that's what I'm talking about here, my plan is that the starters would also play again next week. Keep that in mind. Let's talk about special teams. Why? Because we have to. Why? Because big press. My goodness, the punter, big press, Presley Harvin. 
last week, you know, the, the first game, the Hall of Fame game, they said Presley Harvin's getting all the kicks, and he did a great job. And then in week one against Philly, Jordan Berry got the first half. He did a great job. Presley Harvin was in the second half and didn't get to punt. So enough of that stuff. Alternate these guys for four quarters. Barry, you're out there to punt. The next punt goes to Presley Harvin. Enough of this stuff. Let's see. Let's go head-to-head, kick for kick. Let's duel it out, and let's see who wins. That's what I want to see. In terms of place kickers, I was, I did have written down, I had written this down earlier on my show notes, that I wanted Boswell to kick the first, the whole first half. They released Sam Sloman. They have no other place kicker. It looks like Boswell's going the entire game. So there you have it. That's how I would deploy the starters in this game Saturday night versus the Detroit Lions. Will they do that? No. No, there's no chance they'll do that. Will they tell us what they're going to do? No, of course they're not going to tell us what they're going to do. But that's what I would do. Now, coming up after this break, I have, it's Wednesday, that means it's mailbag time. I answer the questions from my Ride or Die crew on Twitter. Some good questions in this one. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this break. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second segment of Let's Ride this Wednesday show. I'm your host, Jeff Hartman, senior editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and it's Wednesday. That means mailbag time, and this is when I get to answer questions from my ride-or-die crew. Over the offseason, I did do this live. I just was not that crazy. I was, well, I, let me put it this way. I was kind of a, not upset. I was surprised that my ride-or-die crew didn't want to talk more. But I had a great time talking with the people that did show up. I'm just probably not going to have time to do that during the season. Maybe we'll dust it off in the offseason again. We'll get there. But in the meantime, my Wednesdays are going to be pretty traditional in terms of on Tuesdays, if you follow me on Twitter, at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T, I'll put out a tweet. Hey, got any questions? Then you fire away. So here's one from Wes Hickok, longtime listener, and he's followed us on YouTube and things like that for a long time. He says, do you think Devin Bush's Twitter activity has soured uh, the Steelers, uh, soured him on the Steelers, and has anything to do with acquiring Joe Schobert? Okay, Wes, you're normally a pretty logical guy. So first and foremost, I don't think that the Steelers – are soured with the Twitter activity of Devin Bush at all. I mean, they might have said, hey, Devin, we don't need this in our life right now, so please knock it off. And I wouldn't be shocked if they actually did that. But I don't think the acquisition of Joe Schobert has anything to do with Devin Bush's offseason crazy Twitter activity. I mean, at all. Think about last season. What were we all saying when Bush got hurt? Tears his ACL. What were we all saying? 
man, the Steelers' depth at inside linebacker stinks. Boy, we wish we had a veteran, someone that's athletic, someone that can cover. Guess who you just described? You just described Joe Schobert. So I'm not upset about the pick, and I don't think this is a cut on Devin Bush. Everyone wants to draw conclusions, and I don't know why. If Joe Schobert and Devin Bush play alongside one another and they look good and they're dynamic and they're sideline-to-sideline players and they really float up well together, what in the heck are we talking about? Let's wait and see. Don't jump to conclusions. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, let's go to the question. next question. Pitt Sportbot says, What does Big Press have to do to kick Barry off the throne? Well, first, and he uses hashtag Ryder Die Crew. Thank you very much, Pitt Sportbot. Um, big Press... I mean, Barry's on the fact that Barry is on the throne is disgusting, anyways. But the fact that Big Press, what does he have to do? I think he just has to be consistent. If he can be consistent with the big kicks, the hang time, good holding, if he can do all those things, I don't think he has to do if that's all he has to do. Let me put it that way. He doesn't have to do anything special. If he can down them at the two yard line all the time, that's great. But the one thing that Presley Harvin has to prove is just that he can do it time and time again, that he is consistent. That's the one thing that Jordan Berry cannot and has not done in his time with the Steelers in the National Football League. It's shown that he can be consistent. If Presley Harvin can do that, the fact that he was a drafted player should tell you a lot. They can save money by having him on the team compared to uh, Jordan Berry. So I would think that that would be a logical pick for them if he can just be consistent. Brian Haynes says, who was the surprise cut from from Tuesday for you? Hashtag Ryder Die Crew. Thank you, Brian. He asked a few questions here. I got to be honest. I was surprised they kicks, they, the kicker Sam Sloman was released. Uh, it was just one of those things where I thought they were going to allow Chris Boswell to kind of rest a little bit more. You didn't want him. Remember last season, he was he he was constantly dealing with that hip and leg injury, and that was what Matt, Matthew Wright had to be called in a couple times to kick. I just felt that they were going to keep Sloman around at least another week. That That's my surprise, so there you go. Um, Mendez asks a bunch of names, I guess, who are, who are the Steelers going to sign? I don't know if they're going to sign anyone, and he's referring to probably the fact that they restructured Stefan Tuitt's contract. They freed up more salary cap space. What are they going to do with it? So, I mean, you can listen to the live mic with deputy editor Michael Beck on Tuesday morning, and he gave you a whole slew of names from Taylor Decker to Stefan Gilmore from New England, the cornerback, the former defensive player of the year, and that's all great. We can all have that conversation. I don't think they're going to make a move anytime soon. They're going to wait. They're going to wait. They're already looking at the players that were released. And once they see a name that they like, don't be shocked if they bring someone in. There's another round of cuts next week. So it went from 90 to 85. Next week, it goes to 85 to 80. And the week after that, it has to go from 80 to 53. So the Steelers are going to be watching every step of the way. They probably have a list of players and positions that they're targeting. But I just don't see them making a big move anytime soon. Jay Campbell says, Mark Gilbert over your guy, Jay Lane. Thoughts? Jay Campbell, that's a good question. He's talking about Justin Lane and Mark Gilbert. Mark Gilbert, I felt, has, has had a great camp. He's played well in the preseason games. Justin Lane, though, is a third-round pick. I think if Mark Gilbert has a shot 
It's on the practice squad. Justin Lane, unless he and Justin Lane gets that interception, he had an interception in practice the other day. Those are good things. He's making plays. I, I'm not saying I'm a huge fan, but he's making plays, and that's what he has to do. I think, like I said, Mark Gilbert's got to hope for the practice squad, and then Justin Lane's probably going to start on the 53-man roster. Brian Haynes asks again, what are your what are the most important things for the Steelers to do in the next two weeks? Hashtag Ride or Die Crew. The, the most important things for the Steelers to do in the next two weeks, number one, is to stay healthy. I mean, Chase Claypool's, we'll call it a scare. I mean, my goodness, if that's not enough to kind of get you, holy cow. Yeah, it's one of those situations. So um, stay healthy. Number two, in the next two weeks, you got to figure, you got to get your offensive line some semblance of cohesiveness, we'll put it that way. And defensively, you just got to get the rust off. You got to get players like Minka out there. You're going to have to get Ben Roethlisberger out there on offense. You got to get Cam Hayward out there, Joe Hayden. You got to knock the knock the rust off, rust off before week one when you go up to Buffalo. Haskins QB2 says, hey, Jeff, two questions here if you don't mind. Number one, do you think it's time for the Steelers to start giving the wide receiver a second contract because we have some studs right now? The only, I mean, Who are you going to give a second contract to right now? They gave one to Juju Smith-Schuster in terms of a one-year contract. They could try to sign him, or do they value Deontay Johnson more? James Washington is in a contract year. So is Juju Smith-Schuster, as I mentioned. Next year, Deontay Johnson will be in a contract year. The year after that will be Chase Claypool. It just goes down the row. And I think the Steelers look at the fact that they know how to draft receivers, and they say, you know, Juju's great, and we love Juju, but he's not... Antonio Brown in a lot of ways, but Antonio Brown, just as a player, my gosh, talk about an unbelievable player. So Juju's great, but he's not that. And so they might say, well, we'll let him walk. We'll let him test free agency. We'll get a comp pick for him. And we are pretty confident in our ability to draft and or develop the next wide receiver. The second question is number two, if you're Kevin Colbert, what trade would you try and present to a team? Hashtag ride or die crew. I think at this point, there are certain positions where the Steelers have valuable depth. I'm not trading a starter. So I'm talking about maybe someone, I doubt it, but maybe there's a team out there that says, would you be interested in dealing Mason Rudolph? I'd say, I, let me listen to like, Hey, what are you going to offer? Like, what are you going to offer me? You're going to pick up what? You're going to send us what? So Mason Rudolph, let's say it's like the Indianapolis Colts with Carson Wentz hurt. If they don't like Eason or any other quarterback they have, they're like, hey, Wentz is going to be out for four to five games this year. We need someone that's got some experience. That's something Mason Rudolph actually has. So, okay, what are you going to give me? Fourth round pick, you got yourself a deal. Mason, thanks for your time. What other positions could they actually have some valuable depth? Maybe along the defensive line. Maybe at wide receiver. We all know James Washington. There were rumors that he wanted out. But James Washington's been hurt. So no one's going to want to trade for damaged goods. So it's it's definitely tough. It's definitely tough. Uh, Maybe running back, but I doubt it. Maybe like a Benny Snell, but he's been hurt. So I don't see them making any trades anytime soon. Uh, But at the same time, would I trade for a player? I'm going to just talk about positions. If I was going to make a trade, maybe look at cornerback. Maybe look... uh, you're not even pass rusher because you're going to bring TJ Watt back eventually. Maybe safety. Maybe safety. That might be another one. Okay, next question. Brian Haynes says, do you think 
the Steelers will get another player before the season starts. I do, Brian, but I think that the player is going to be like I described earlier, and that is I'm pretty sure that that player is going to be just someone that is discarded from another team. A player like Ross Cockrell was years ago. He was cut. They picked him up. Ends up being a good player. I think that's what they're going to do. They're going to go that route. I don't see them making another signing. I could be wrong. I'm wrong about a lot of things with this team. Nonetheless, that's my prediction. Lori, she's a longtime listener, says, what do you think about the new taunting rules? Hashtag ride or die crew. That's a great question, Lori. So this past week, week one of NFL preseason action was really the first time that fans, like myself, got to watch games and see some of these new rules being put into place. One of them being this new taunting rule. And I have to be honest. I saw the play. I believe it was the Indianapolis Colts. I don't know who they were playing. I should know. But I don't. This running back goes into the line of scrimmage, is moving the pile, moves the pile for probably an extra seven to eight yards, gets up, is fired up. He's flexing his muscles, turns around, and and he just looks down. He doesn't stand over the player. He doesn't do anything that's egregious. He just looks down at the guy that was closest to him, trying to bring him down to the ground. That's all he did. And he gets flagged for taunting. If that's how they're going to call this, I have a huge, huge issue with the rule. If they're going to call, you know, let's say, uh, I'm trying to think here. Think back to when Le'Veon Bell was with Pittsburgh. Le'Veon Bell would always do the first down with the football and then drop the ball. And it drove people from other teams nuts. I know this because my good friend is a season ticket holder to the Baltimore Ravens, and he would literally, he says, when he does that, I would love nothing more than to hit him in the head. And Antonio Brown did it as well, like the pointing the ball and just letting it drop. If they were to do that in front of someone, They're not doing it at them. They're not putting the ball in their face. If they just do that at someone, is that taunting? I think that the NFL, and to kind of sum this up, is just opening up Pandora's box here with this. And it's just not going to be good. It's going to be, it's going to lead to a questionable call that's going to decide a game, or it's going to be close to deciding a game, or it's going to be a pivotal point in a game. And that's not what the NFL wants. That's not what they should want. They should want things to be very cut and dry no gray matter okay so Lori, that's my thoughts i want to see how it plays out they might just be calling it tight in the preseason and let it ride a little bit more in the uh, regular season and the force five podcast asks your top five Steelers of all time okay i did not write this list down i haven't even looked at these questions before i uh, recorded this top five Steelers, my favorite Steelers. that's what i look at you might be thinking, like, who are my, who are my, like, who, if I'm listing the top five players in Pittsburgh Steelers history, that's not what I'm doing. These are my five players, my, my favorite players of all time. Here we go. <clears throat> Off the top of my head. Number five, when I was a kid, the team that I fell in love with the most was the 1994 Steelers. It was like the first team that I remember everything, almost everything about them. I remember the way the season ended against San Diego and Stan Humphreys. Um, I just love that team. That, that that Blitzburg defense was great. But you know who my favorite player was from that team? Was number 29, Barry Foster. I loved Barry Foster. So he's number five on my list because he was my childhood favorite player. Number four, I'm going to go with... <clears throat> this is going to be crazy that I'm putting him four because he's such a great player. I'm going to go with Rod Woodson. 
He's another player from that era that I grew up loving. I'll never forget I had a starter windbreaker that had Woodson 26 on the back, and I wore that thing out. I mean, I love that jacket. It was great. Wore it with pride every day to middle school. I just loved it. Okay, so I have five Barry Foster, four Rod Woodson. Now we get into the tough part. Number three. Number three, I'm going to go with uh, the bus. Jerome Bettis. There was no one better than the bus. When the bus got going, come on. I know people want to talk about these other running backs like Le'Veon Bell, and you can even go to other teams. There was no one better than the bus. When the bus got going, I'll never forget the snow game against Chicago. Jerome Bettis is running wild, and, and I think it was Mike Logan maybe that said on the sideline, uh, or maybe it was James Ferrier. The bus has his snow tires on. It's just great. It's just awesome. He just epitomizes the Pittsburgh Steelers, even though he wasn't drafted by them. He is a Steeler through and through. Hall of Famer. Absolutely loved the bus. Number two is my wife's number one. It's everyone's top five, I feel. He just got into the Hall of Fame, and that's none other than the Tasmanian devil, Troy Palomalu. Uh, he was just so great, so humble. And then watching that speech that he gave, for the Hall of Fame induction was just amazing. And number one on my list of all-time favorite Steelers has to go with number seven, Ben Roethlisberger. Count me as one of those individuals that was completely, completely engulfed in Big Ben, Big Ben mania in 2004. I was a college student, and I was just, that team, that 15-1 and team, the run that they went on with Ben, I've been a Ben Roethlisberger fan ever since, and I've never denied that either. I have one player's jersey, and that's Ben Roethlisberger. I have the old throwbacks. I have the home. I have the away. I have the old authentic. I have replicas. I have the Nike. All of them Ben Roethlisberger. I won't wear another player's jersey until Ben Roethlisberger decides to hang it up. And so for me, that's my top five. So number five, Barry Foster. Number four, Rod Woodson. Number three, Dub Bus, Jerome Bettis. Number two, Troy Polamalu. And number one, Big Ben Roethlisberger. So there you have it. My ride or die crew, you're the best for giving me some of those questions. I appreciate it. I'm going to be back on Friday talking about expectations for this game on Saturday. I'm going to have Mr. Captain Blue checkmark Michael Beck and his loud mouth on as well. So make sure you tune in on Friday and make sure you check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com early and often for all your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. And also wherever you get your podcasts or Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain, subscribe, follow, do whatever you have to do so that you do not miss a thing. That's it for me, folks. It's Wednesday. It's a wrap. Have a great day. Remember, be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great day. We'll see you on Friday. Go Steelers.